Hello and welcome. Welcome. welcome back to Through Zenzi's Eyes. In today's episode, I have on Larry Ames, who has worked to protect and improve nature in the Bay Area. Hi, how are you? Pretty good. You? I'm good. Thank you for asking. So how did you get into environment and wanting to protect nature? Well, I guess it's, I grew up in the 70s and the 60s and 70s. Uh, I was in high school during the uh, environmental movement. Uh, the first uh, Earth Day was 1970. Um, I had a summer job in year after that working for the state highway department. And I remember once we uh, had to go out in the middle of the desert and put up a street sign for some uh, little dead end street out in the middle of nowhere. And they had a sign had to be exactly 100 feet from the intersection, which placed it right behind the only tree for miles around. And we had to cut down the tree so you could see the sign. So you couldn't have the sign be 90 feet or 110 feet. So I kind of felt like I owed the world uh, trees to make up for the tree that we had to cut down then. Um, also, in college, I took a class in solar energy and society in 1972. It just was part of the times of the 70s. People were very involved with the environment. And it has made a difference, too. I mean, back then, the skies were gray during the day and with air pollution. And rivers actually caught fire. So environmental rules have been successful. It's been a large effort by everybody, but it is making a difference. Yeah, and um, so that after that one tree, uh, you really just wanted to uh, do something to stop that from ever happening again um, in your community? Well, every place. It wasn't just the one tree. It was the whole world was aware of environment at the time. And uh, a lot of people worked on many things. I just happened to look back on the tree years later and realize that, that kind of was the start of it. It wasn't immediately that I said I have to plant 100 trees. It just kind of became part of my thought process. But I, I did work on another project many years later where that same mindset of this is what the rules are and they have to be interpreted exactly that way kind of brought back memories of this. And so that's kind of how it tied together. And um, I know that you, um, before this interview, you mentioned that um, you had been working for the Los Lagos golf course, um, not to cut down trees and to have that um, river flowing through. So has working for um, the Los Lagos golf course not to cut down the trees changed how you view the impact um, on the city? So, yeah, a little bit of background on that. I worked on many, I was involved with the Los Gatos Creek Trail and was involved with that for quite a while. And after working on the environmental impact reports for that, I got involved with the Los, the Coyote Creek Long Range Land Utilization Task Force in 1990. <laughs> but uh, as part of that, the city planners started trying to propose a golf course right across the river, the Coyote Creek, which would have involved cutting down the trees on the creek and make it so they could play back and forth across the creek. And we on the committee wanted to preserve the natural habitat along the river there. The, it's called riparian habitat, the creekside habitat. Also leave room for recreational trails to go through there. Became quite a battle and it was a long complicated process. But in the process of doing that, uh, we found out that the city had no guidelines for development adjacent to creeks. And so we proposed a model ordinance, which became part of our plans for the Coyote Creek. But the point is that that ended up 
serving as a model for the city and the city planners then adopted that and improved our rule recommendations and made it a citywide policy which now is a citywide ordinance it took 25 years to get it incorporated but um, now the city will there are requirements that you cannot build too close to a creek that there's supposed to be a hundred foot setback to allow room for nature to be have room for the stream to be a stream to flood or erode or whatever, leave room for recreational trails so people do not have to drive their cars. So yes, meetings like these, they are work, they're sometimes boring, but they do make differences and it changes the whole shape of the city. So you can accomplish things, yes. Well, congratulations on um, accomplishing that. That's really um, wonderful. Um, so, so when you see nature being harmed um, just right in front of your eyes, how does it affect you and what you work for and what um, you want to try and accomplish? It hurts to see nature damaged. Uh, I try to work with other people to mitigate that or stop that. I've worked with the uh, green foothills on trying to keep the bay from being fenced off and built upon to be housing areas. I'm working with some neighbors right now to try to save some trees from being cut down on their streets. Um, I coordinate with uh, work with a number of other people on the designs, the proposals for the development next to the Iridon train station where Google is proposing to make a large complex. We want to make sure that nature is still there, that the creek habitats are preserved, that there's some open space for people because people need to be able to get out and get sunlight and breathe fresh air. Um, proposals for a art project downtown. We are concerned about how it would impact migratory birds, whether they would be entangled in the art display or whether they would be distracted by this um, illumination at night. There's, ma there's many, many issues going on. And that's one reason why I'm glad to talk to right now, because like I say, it was the 1970s. Uh, a lot of people were involved with the environment, but the class of 70, we are getting a little on the older side now. So we want to, so happy to talk to younger people and there's a lot of work yet to be done. So uh, looking forward to encouraging other people to work, get involved. And obviously this, most of this interview has been about how you have um, worked to help the nature. Um, so aside from the main work that you're doing, um, like the Las Vegas golf course and the um, Silver Creek, the creek there, um, are you starting or thinking of starting anything um, personally to uh, preserve nature? Well, right now I'm just retired, enjoying my backyard, but enjoying seeing the trees that I planted 40 years ago. Almost every tree in my yard is planted by my wife and I over the years. And it's made my own little part of garden right here. Well, that's um, really wonderful work that you're doing. Um, I would like to thank you so much for uh, joining. This was a really interesting conversation and um, it's really wonderful what you're doing to preserve nature and keep it from being harmed. So thank you for joining. Okay, my pleasure. I would like to thank Larry Ames for joining me today. I would like to thank everyone who supported me, like my family and my former 6th grade teacher who used to give me new ideas every day in class. 
I would like to thank Smith Patel for helping me start up this podcast, and I would like to thank you for helping me search this topic through Gen Z's eyes. Please make sure to tell your friends and family about this podcast. My Gmail is contactpodcastgenz at gmail.com, and you can email me anytime that you feel like you have a good idea for new topics you want to hear, or you think that you would be a good guest. I will respond as soon as I can. And I look forward to uploading constantly every two weeks. I hope you all had a great summer, and I'll see you in the next episode.